Good afternoon and welcome to Eco Activist Journeys. My name is Leah Wyman and I'm a second year student studying sustainable development and international relations at the University of St Andrews. You are listening to Star Radio and today is my last show for the semester. It's also my last show being 20 years old, so I thought I'd make it a little bit different than my other shows and I don't know, just have like a conversation and discussion um, and hopefully interactive as well. So if you want to log on into the bus box, feel free to do that. Um, yeah, I want to talk to you a little bit about what does it actually mean like for me to be like an eco-activist? What do I do? Um, why do I do what I do? Uh, yeah, what's kind of like my story and how did it all start? Um, so I'd like to invite you to invite you to join to the bus box and uh, ask any questions that you might have so that we can have a little bit of a Q&A almost. So if you feel to just ask me anything that you'd want to know or just interested in or, yeah, just want to raise a topic on, so really anything. Um, but before we start with that, I'm going to have a short music interlude, which is um, with On Top of the World by Imagine Dragons. And in the meantime, you can feel free to log into the Buzzbox and, uh, yeah, get excited to ask some questions and <laughs> let's um, take, have some interaction as well. Um, but, yes. Um, what does it mean to be an eco-activist? Yeah, I think the term activist is often um, not one that everyone appreciates. Um, yeah, maybe because it has some sort of connotations with like being radical, which I think is absolutely the wrong way to see it. Because for me, it sort of just means being really passionate about something and committing to speaking about it, no matter how unpopular or how difficult it might seem. And that means sort of standing up for your morals and defending them. And yeah, personally, I think just for me, eco-activism just means dedicating my life to environmentalism and to trying to protect the things that I love in this world. Um, but that doesn't mean that that means the same thing for everyone else. Um, and that could like sort of, yeah, that sort of activism can manifest in our different people in different ways. Um, we can all use like our talents and passions to speak about environmentalism and climate change. And we can all do that in different ways in our different capacities. And, um, and that's, I think, the beauty that we all have like different interests and different talents um, because that gives us really the opportunity to address it in so many different ways and sort of make use of our own unique voice. Um, but yeah, my story. I recently got asked, you know, how, how did it start? When did I decide to like become an eco-activist? And uh, then it kind of made me think because it's really difficult to pinpoint uh, because I've always loved nature and being outside and therefore we kind of always saw like the need to protect it. But I think I didn't always see like what I could do about it or that I actually had some sort of responsibility to do something as well. And that's not always how I, I saw it. And then I think a major realization that I need to speak up about it and actually do something because not enough people are doing something um, is when I saw the documentary um, Six Degrees Could Change the World. And I think I was about 14, 15 years old and I was in a geography class and the documentary sort of predicts the consequences that East Degree Global Warming has on the world and sort of like the effects of sea level rise and how after a certain point, like there's no, like after a certain turning point in changing of the Earth biosphere, there's just a, um, it's just a point of sort of no return as things scale up and get more complicated. And um, I just remember like when that movie finished, I was, I was really shocked because I, I was just like, I did not understand why no one was doing anything and 
you know, if this is a fact that people know about, if this is a fact scientists know about and politicians know about, why is it not being discussed like as as much? And I mean, I think the good thing is that it is actually now being discussed much more to the extent with how it should have been discussed 20 years ago, really. And um, yeah, I think I remember sitting in the dark classroom. I just I just remember that moment so vividly because I just felt so much panic fill me. I, I just didn't know what I could do. And I don't know, I just didn't understand why no one in my class seemed to be like as disturbed about it. And I, I just knew I had to do something. And I just, I didn't know what, but I knew I, knew I couldn't sit any longer and just not do anything. Um, it just, it didn't, it is not right. It didn't seem right, you know, to have something that's serious or seen injustice and just not act on it, even if it's something massive. Um, and that's kind of when I started talking about climate change and sustainability to everyone, kind of could, and all my oral presentations at school like, suddenly um, turned into like an environmental focus. And I can just became so much more conscious about how my own choices contribute to climate change. And with that, how I should do, because we all, live on this world and we all contribute to changes and how things work we also have a responsibility um sort of act on that um but having said that even then like it was not really easy um because i think at that point as well there's not that many people who um like took me that seriously especially like at school um, I was sort of like, I felt like I was sort of being patted on my back by most teachers who kind of smiled and probably thought, oh, that's cute, she cares about the planet. And then my classmates weren't really supportive either. And um, yeah, quite a few like had, yeah, had like more or less there. They're like, smiled or like laughed about it or um, talked behind my back about it. And um, yeah, it was difficult because I just realized, you know, it's so it's not really easy standing up for what you believe in sometimes in this world, especially if it's not 100% with what is being talked about or what is in the mainstream at the moment. And, um, yeah, you know, there are people who laughed at me and who bullied me, who talked behind my back or condescendingly, kind of condescendingly talked down on me. Um, but despite that, I knew that what I was, had to do is I had to do what was right rather than what is easy. And I had to learn how to say and express the things that are unpopular and that people do not want to hear in a more like casual day-to-day -day setting. And um, yeah, I mean, that's a process. Um, it was just, I was not always as confident that be able to always ne necessarily do that automatically. Yes, I would try and speak about it, but um, yeah, it's also a process to learn and actually stand up towards people, especially if it's not something that is, um, necessarily always supported or that is mainstream and uh, that people don't want to listen to I think some of the hardest parts of my journey have actually not been like when people like say harsh things or whatever because I knew I was doing the right thing is actually being ignored um that having people just step over you and being well, not wanting to hear what you say not even responding to it sort of just shutting down and not listening at all and I think that's been one of the hardest things um but yeah, if you had told me back then that I would have my own radio show and environmentalism or like even just lead a crowd of protests along the street chanting climate system change, not climate change, and like protesting for climate action, I don't think I would have like believed that I could do that. And uh, I think that's when I like realized, you know, my passion has made me so much stronger and so much more confident as a human being. And um, yeah, um, I mean, sometimes it's still a learning process and I still have to like push myself in my comfort zone. Um, from time to time to be able to like, okay, I can do this. Um, 
it doesn't matter what other people say. It doesn't matter um, how like how like popular it is or if people are listening or whatever. I just have to do what I know is right. And um, yeah, most of the time, you know, I think it's just I knew I have I know I have the responsibility that to sort of protect the things that I love and to speak up about it because yeah we're not just visitors on the earth we we perform part of the earth and uh yeah I yeah it doesn't doesn't really matter what people say as long as I try to stay true to myself and my values and I think it's for some it's also like it's important to like realize you know some of the things don't work out people don't understand what you're trying to do and you also make mistakes about like how you try to convey a message or yeah things like that and um that can be difficult as well, but like it's just a learning process, and it's fine to make mistakes. Um, I think I really like the saying by J.K. Rowling, which is, um, "It's impossible to live without failing at something, unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all, in which case you fail by default." So yeah, don't be afraid to use your voice and your opinion to stand up for what you believe. And the first, second, it might seem scary. But ultimately, it does fulfill you as well. And there's something so beautiful and empowering when you know you're doing the right thing and when you're speaking up about something. Like It's got to this point where like, if I just feel very strongly about something and I hear just, yeah, I just get really passionate about something because, yeah, because how things are set out and I just feel strong injustices and I strong feel like a strong strong urge was like in me to like actually say something it genuinely feels like it's like a fire in my chest I'm like it has to like come out and just like explode but anyway um I don't know I think it's 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 great you know and it would be so beautiful if like more people in this world would actually be open to speak about and be just yeah what they believe in and um what they want to see in the world instead of saying oh I can't do anything and, and instead of like being like oh we should sort of conforming to what you think yeah we should be doing <laughs> but anyway um that's the message stay strong and uh yeah give it give it a go just use your voice but yeah the next song is um high hopes by codeline Yes, I just want to sort of continue a little bit with my story. So yeah, when I was in a when I started a new school uh, in year nine, I really um, started enjoying geography a lot more. And in our year ten geography class, we got a project assignment, and that project was um, called uh, MAD, which stands for Make a Difference. And yeah, I was a school in Cape Town at the time, and I was really stuck struck with me coming from Germany was that no one really cycles to school or to work and everyone gets dropped off by the parents at school every single day and it's just such a traffic jam every single day in the morning and in the evening uh, afternoon to get to school and uh, my school has this main road which is like this like you have this trail road for people to drop off or just drive it running right through the middle of the school and it's a fairly small school which means that the car fumes the cheap heavily pollute all the air and you can just smell cars and fumes like pretty much throughout the school <laughs> and during those times and you know I just thought you know this can't be it and why about like not trying to encourage people to who live closer to cycles of school and I mean at that moment we didn't even have a bicycle stand so I was like well let me set up a bicycle stand and sort of do like a little campaign around it and um, that's what I did 
And I also happened to um, tell a web designer at the time about the project and um, he sponsored me for a year. So I created the website ecoactivist.co.za. And um, yeah, I think that's kind of when I realized, okay, wait, I can do something. And I have this platform which I can actually use to speak about what I'm passionate about. And I sort of turned into like a blog and just a platform for me to like talk about environmentalism. And I realized that I can, yeah, I can use it for activism, for speaking about my passion and that we all have a voice that can kind of contribute to this world and that our choices in the end, they do matter. And um, even like what we do has an effect on the people around us, even if they don't necessarily admit it, um, always it's, you do get inspired if people around you are more eco-conscious and if they're certain living a certain lifestyle and you're like, wow, like this is great. Maybe I should try it as well. And, um, I think that's also where it comes in like living, being the like example comes in because sometimes, you know, people really don't like being told what to do next to do, but people can be inspired to do something and to try something new. And, um, yeah, um, yeah. just to say about that, you know, just our choices about the clothes we wear matter, our choice about the food we eat, our choice about the products we consume, and our choices about how we use our voice can have an impact. And yes, it's not a one-size-fits-all. What works for me in terms of activism might not be someone else's cup of tea. We all have our unique ways and talents, so that changes how we go about it and what works for us. However, I believe that we can and should all use our talents to make the world a tiny bit better and be the change that we want to see. I know that it can be overwhelming sometimes to realize how much change needs to happen in the world and just how many injustices there are and just how many things they're just just not working. And I know that can be really overwhelming for me as well. I'm like, oh, how else can I address this and how can I do this? And there's so many topic areas where I'm like, I just, I want to do I wouldn't do make a difference in all of them. Um, and I know I'm realizing for next year, module choice and things like that. I'm like, but I'm interested in so many things. I want to do everything at once <laughs> because it's just, there's so much potential in all these areas to make a difference and to sort of bring our voices in and to try and like change the system from, yeah, from within. And, um, but I think, you know, there's so much, we can use the frustration that we feel about what is wrong in the world and those strong feelings towards injustice to create positive change because that is so powerful being able to stand up and say this is not right and we cannot moral we just cannot allow this to happen further and we cannot allow this boycotting of our future and yeah it's it's just this can be like we can use that in our in our own lives in our community but then also within the wider political landscape because if you look at the things that happened, you just from people just starting small, starting to to voice their concerns, starting to speak about the injustices and being passionate about that, that is so, so powerful. And that can change, that can like really build into something. And um, I think it's an opportunity really. Um, and we are at this fork road in earth history where we realize that so much change needs to happen because either way, this world, it's going to have to change. Our system cannot continue the way it is continuing at the moment. And either it will go down the route of destruction and sort of have to evolve and change from that, 
or it will go down from the way we say, okay, we consciously choose to change it and try and build it into something better. And um, yeah, that's what I think is, I do think change is possible. I do think we can do something about it because I think we can, if we all collectively believe that we can create change, we can create it. Like, I mean, what have we done as humans in the history of war? We have literally achieved things that were previously thought impossible. And why do we not think that is still relevant to the present? Why do we think that's that's of the past? You know, we always think about like historic major events that happened and people that changed things. But how can we not realize that we are also the leaders of tomorrow and that we can also somehow make that change? Um, but yeah, before I go, and this is an opportunity for you to ask any questions you had might have about me, about my journey, how best we can use our voices to make a difference. What do you think about it? Um, so yeah, you can log on to the um, buzz box on Star Radio and ask ahead. Um, yeah, just type in St. Andrews um, Star Radio Live and then into the buzz box and you can enter your nickname or just numbers or whatever. You don't have to. It can be anonymous, totally. Um and then ask any questions you might have so we can like turn a little bit into a Q&A. Um, but while you do that, I'll play the next song, which is Hold Your Head Up High by Darling Side. Yes, the first question is, what is my favorite hobby outside of environmentalism? So actually, I um, even though, yeah, I totally uh, love um, speaking about my passion, I love environmentalism, but what is just so beautiful for like just for me just the most one of the the most beautiful things is just going outside um for to hiking and swimming and just being outside in nature and uh yeah spending time with my family and friends um outside and um yeah that's sort of my favorite thing to kind of adventure outside um but yeah um, the next question is, what do I think is the best thing an individual can do to combat climate change? Um, I'm tempted to say, go vegan, <laughs> or at least vegetarian. Um, it's just, you know, animal agriculture is the number one emitter of greenhouse gas emissions. And it's the one, number one polluter of fresh water. It's just 90% of the Amazon rainforest destruction can be linked to animal agriculture. And land that is cleared for cattle grazing and there's so much food in the world that is fed to animals which are then in third world countries which is then which is then that meat is shipped to the western world to eat rather than actually feeding the population there so i think that kind of just is a way of like highlighting that we, the earth really has all the resources we need but it does not have all the resources to fulfill everyone's greed. And um, yeah, it's just we have to evaluate, reevaluate how, how is that? It's, that is just not normal, especially it's just not normal to have meat every single day. And it's not normal to have animal products. And um, yeah, I mean, encourage you to read up more about it. Um, it, it can be a bit of a difficult topic to uh to get into it fast um but i have some things about it on my website ecoactivist journeys and oh, no, not 
just eco-activists. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, I can also post it on eco-activist jersey on my Facebook page. But yeah. And um, to, yeah, find out more information about it online. Watch some documentaries. There's some really good ones such as Conspiracy and um, What the Health and Hope. And yeah. It's just, yeah, just finding out, you know, what you can do because... I think it is even proclaimed now one of the number of things one of the things you can do to personally drastically reduce your carbon footprint. Um, and yeah, I think yeah, it's just the choices what we do and what we eat matters. And um just about consumerism as well. But yeah, other than that, use your voice, you know. Demand for change, demand action being taken on climate change. Especially now. This is such an opportunity time where actually people are listening to citizens and there's such a citizen movement about climate change this is an opportunity for all of us to step up and say okay this is in the media this is a topic at the moment this is something people are actually wanting to talk about make use of that you know this is a historic time to actually do speak about it um so yeah that's that Um, the next question is do i support the extinction rebellion strikes yes absolutely i do uh, I've spoken to it about it um, on some of my other shows already. And I just, you know, I think what Extinction Rebellion is really clear at saying is that inaction on climate change is criminal. And I just, I just reading that, you know, just from all the things I study and look at every week, it's just, yes, there's no other way to put it. It's just, it just doesn't, it's just criminal that, that people have to, that human rights have to suffer because of the profit of a few. And it's criminal that, you know, that this, that our planet and our future being destroyed. So, yeah, I do believe in action on, and climate change is criminal. And unfortunately, I wish this is not the way we would, ha- would have to be gone about it. That, you know, it, it wouldn't have to come to like civil disobedience and disruption um, to bring about change and action on climate change but so much has been tried like there's been just been so many petitions and so many talks and so many conferences and yet there's just no way to list there's just politicians and world politics just have not listened to and brought about those changes people have talked and talked about it but nothing has been done it just kind of highlights how much of a disruption and change climate change is bringing out to our lives and that we have to act now. And there's just come, come to this really unfortunate point where we've, uh, where as citizens, we feel, you know, in order to have to get heard and to be, ta- you know, we have to protest and, and strike and perform some form of um, civil disobedience. And I think that's, I think that's so, so sad, but it's also, so empowering that there's so many people who are willing to do it and who are out there and saying, yeah, I stand up for my future and this will cannot continue like this and we need a change. And whether people like it or not, our change is coming. So might as well try and make the most of it. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just uh, in awe of what like, Extinction Rebellion has done in London and in all parts around the world and... Um, the last two weeks and 
also what Greta Thunberg has done and how she's really pushed politics on climate change um, and spoken in so many different countries around Europe about it and really pushed it up the agenda and really made governments and politicians conscious of the fact that we are watching and we want and we need change in this world. And we are being let down. Our generation is being let down by inaction. We are being let down about being promised a future and being told to study and work for it. Where in actual fact, we really don't know that future exists. So, yeah, I do support it. Um, and then the last question is what my favorite documentary is. Um, that's a really hard one because there's so many documentaries out there. Um, I I mean, Cowspiracy honestly changed my life and my view sort of on environmentalism and on the fact that actually my choices can have a massive impact. Um, so that's a good one. Um, and, and Hope is good as well. Um, but another one that I watched for the second time this week, which I can just recommend to you, is uh, The True Cost. If you have not seen it, go watch it. It's on Netflix and it's a really eye-opening narrative about the clothes we wear and that they have a story. Um, you know, that there are people behind the pieces of fabric that we wear uh, and that there's an untold cost in the clothes we wear as well that does not necessarily displayed in the price and which includes environmental costs and costs of human rights. And it is so important because we... We wear clothes every single day, every one of us. And that fundamentally says something about who we are and what we want to communicate to the world. Clothes form such an important part of our lives and what we choose to display every single day about ourselves as well. You know, we really are the ambassadors of the clothes we wear. And do we really want to wear clothes that have costs on human, on human life? that are destroying our planet and our future. You know, why is it that the fashion industry has become so exponentially destructive and what can we do about it? And how can we can we transform that? How can we really take action and say, okay, I realize that this is this this clothing that I'm wearing that's against my skin has a story. Um that there's a human life behind the piece, the pieces that I'm wearing, that um, that that had to come away, that had to be printed, and that needed resources, and that, and then also question you where was it made, you know, and what conditions has it made, and there is a responsibility to sort of find out, you know, where are you buying things, where they're made, where they come from, um, and what is the impact of them. So, but anyway, I don't want to spoil too much. Just go watch it. It's so important. Go watch it with your family, with your friends. Um, it's great. It's 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 just something everyone needs to see and think about. Um, but yeah, that's that. Um, yeah. So, what's the way forward? Like I said, today is my last show of the semester, which does uh, kind of make me sad because. I genuinely love doing my radio show every week. And I remember when I started in September 2017 and I, it was just so nerve-wracking and it's just so many like things to think of and um, the way the music worked and the sound system and just repairing it every week. And um, 
Now here I am, and it's my second year doing radio. I've done radio for two years now. Um, what a journey, you know, it has been. Um, it's just, yeah. Um, it, I think especially if you do the things you love and uh, choose not to be, just choose to speak about it no matter what. Just go out of your comfort zone and just do it. Give it a go. That's just great. Um, and I mean, in the end, I really like this thing. I'd say, you know, we only have this like one precious life. What are we going to do with it? How are we going to make it count? And how are we going to speak up about the the injustice in the world and how can we believe in that we we are we have a purpose and we can create change um and yeah that might not be easy and whatever but i think that's still very empowering thought to just even if we make i don't know some sort of small change or can inspire one group of people that is still that's still great you know um yeah, even though, however, even though this will not be my last, this will be my last live show for the university semester, I've uh, decided to keep on doing podcasts. So I publish my podcasts on Anchor, um, and they also appear on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts, and various other outlets. So yeah, if you just type in eco-activist journeys um, in any of those, you should be able to find it. And uh, I also post some of the recordings from my podcast. I've started doing that since uh, February this year when I started trying to, uh, yeah, I'm edit, I edit out the music parts and then I put them on Anchor. Um, and that's when you can also like listen to, to some of the shows and I keep them on there. Um, but I also have done a few um, extra spe- um, ones which are just without podcasts and that's what I'm also going to do this summer and uh, in order to keep updated with the upcoming shows and the podcast follow my Facebook page which is at Ecoactivist Journeys and my Instagram which is also at Ecoactivist Journeys uh, and then my main account is ecoactivist.leo if you want to follow that as well where I just post quite regularly about as well what like I don't know things that I currently feel passionate about or want to speak about I usually um, post on there and I've also started doing more blog posts on my website again hopefully once I have more time after um, exams I will be doing that more as well Um, so yeah I just I can't believe this is my last show first of the semester but also my last show being 20 years old because next time you will hear me on here I will have officially traveled 21 times around the sun which is pretty crazy what an adventure Um, yeah and I just wanted to give a shout out to everyone who supported me throughout the year um, and, yeah, who uses their voice to speak about um, speak about climate change and to speak about what you're passionate about. And, um, yeah, to not be afraid to sometimes say things which are unpopular but which you know can't be ignored and which you know you have a responsibility to speak about. Um, but, yeah. Hope you have a wonderful weekend and uh, enjoy spring. I know because I think it's just one of the most beautiful seasons of the year. It's when all the flowers are coming out and all the leaves starting to bloom again. And it's sort of like the symbol, like I feel for me, it's always a symbol of a new start and uh, new dreams and new hopes and yeah, new ways to try and figure out how 
we can make a difference. And not everything always needs to be figured out. Um, it's fine to sort of just go with the flow and sort of just realize how can I best use my voice and best make an, make a difference and, um, yeah, best make use of my talents. But also if you want to collaborate on shows or want to do podcasts in the future, do contact me. I'm always so happy. I'm also always so happy to meet up and talk with like people because I know this is, um, you know, it's just so important to sit down with people and be like, wow, these are really major issues and we're just students. But how about we just sit down and talk about what can we do in our, in our sphere? Because, I mean, even just in a small town like St. Andrews, we can have such an impact because it's just a student populated. So what we do does catch attention. And uh, I think that it can be very powerful. Um, so please do get in contact. Let's just discuss creative ways how we can use our voices and um, empower each other to, yeah, to push for change. Um, and, yeah, not give up even if it's hard. Um, but, yeah. It's, it's a new start um, and a new chapter. Um, this was Eco Activist Journeys on Star Radio Live. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs>